Welcome to the DNVGL Talks Energy podcast series. Electrification, rise of renewables and new technologies supported by more data and IT systems are transforming the power system. Join us each week as we discuss these changes with guests from around the industry. Welcome to a new episode of DNVGL Talks Energy. My guest today is Keiske Sadamori, Director Energy Markets and Security of the International Energy Agency. Welcome Keiske. Thank you very much sir, for including me. Keiske, we want <coughs> to talk about energy security today. But before we do this, it would be great if you could give us a bit of background of yourself and tell us about IEA's mission. Okay. So IEA's mission is to ensure the secure, affordable and sustainable uh, supply of energy. And also these days, uh, it is important for us to reach out to the uh, non-member countries, in particular the emerging economies around the world, as uh, they are increasing presence in the global energy markets. My role as the uh, Director of Energy uh, Security and Markets, so I'm responsible for the short-term market analysis and also the energy security issues, which includes uh, the management of uh, emergency response system uh, by the IEA member countries. We had very <clears throat> recently uh, attacks on two major oil facilities in Saudi Arabia, which I know IEA has monitored closely. What does this tell us about the current security of our modern energy systems and how worried are we about how volatile the world feels right now? The recent attack on the Saudi Arabian oil facility, this was a real wake-up call for the need for the oil supply security system by the IEA. The incident happened in the context of a very well-supplied market as the OECD industry inventory level is close to 3 billion barrels. And in addition to that, the, our member countries, uh, they has the uh, dedicated uh, strategic emergency reserve of around 1.6 billion barrels. So in the end, thanks to the very quick recovery by the uh, Saudi Aramco in uh, production capacities, uh, we did not need to use uh, this emergency reserve, but the existence of this cushion in supply and also the willingness of the IEA and its member countries uh, to consider using uh, this, uh, the emergency reserves in case of uh, necessity did give assurance to the market and avoided the somewhat panicked reaction uh, in the, the oil market by the, by the global uh, market players. So we consider that uh, the IEA's uh, the oil response systems uh, will continue to be important in order to ensure the stable supply of global oil. So threats on the security of oil or around oil have always been there, but we now see quite a shift, uh, the rise of renewables in the energy transition. How do you see the energy security changing in this scenario in terms of who key players uh, would be, how security could be breached? And uh, would you think that a world with no more renewables is, is rather safer than a world as we have it today. Of course, uh, renewables are mostly uh, domestic resources and therefore will not face the uh, supply security threats like the case of oil. But on the other hand, the high share of uh, variable renewables in the electricity systems uh, bring in uh, a totally different type of uh, security issues which is the need for ensuring the stability of the electricity markets and also in the longer term, 
uh, need to ensure the needed investments in order to provide flexibility to the entire uh, the electricity uh, supply systems. And also we are seeing somewhat kind of a different trends as well as uh, we are seeing more digital technologies brought into the, uh, the energy uh, whole systems. And that opens the door to cyber security threats as well. And therefore, we consider that the electricity security issues responding to this uh, new type of uh, supply security threats are very important. And so uh, the IA is now working on this, uh, the focusing on this uh, new types of uh, electricity security matters. Kaisuke, as you already mentioned when you introduced the mission of IEA, IEA works to ensure reliable, affordable and clean energy for its 30 member countries around the world. In DNVGL's recent energy transition outlook, we call for five times more wind, 10 times more solar and 50 times more batteries for EVs by 2030 to limit global warming. What are your members doing to help with this over the next 11 years? So IEA's uh, flagship publication, uh, World Energy Outlook, has uh, what we call the sustainable uh, development scenario, which shows uh, what is needed to ensure that the global energy development follow the path consistent with the uh, Paris Agreement, climate change and other uh, global uh, sustainability goals. And uh, in the scenario, we also expect massive amount of uh, new deployments of uh, the variable renewable generation sources. And also this calls for new technologies like the uh, storage at a very massive scale. So in that respect, uh, we are also drawing a kind of a needed picture for achieving the sustainable uh, energy development path uh, toward the future. I'd like to challenge you a bit on the criteria to become an IEA member. Like before becoming a member of the IEA today, a country must demonstrate that it has crude oil and product reserves equivalent to about 90 days of the previous year's net imports to which the government can have immediate access. But now when we change to renewables, how will your criteria evolve in that energy transition? For example, could you think about a 90-day oil test be replaced by a 90-day renewables test? This uh, 90 days uh, the oil test does not cannot uh, simply translate to the renewable requirement as a renewable is a kind of a domestic sources and it continues to flow to all member countries. Uh, so it doesn't require any imports from uh, foreign countries and there is no risk in terms of uh, trade supply routes. So that's a kind of a totally different story. Having said so, when, when I come back to this uh, 90 day requirement, as I said, the oil continues to be the very crucial uh, dominant fuel for the transportation system for a while. Uh, there are some moves like the new technologies, like the electric vehicles, but all in all, uh, it takes a long time to replace the oil's role in the transportation systems. In particular, uh, the long-haul trucks uh, or ships or the uh, even aviations. I mean, so we consider that the oil will have a role to play in the coming decades. And also, it is very important to know that uh, the oil demand in the petrochemical sector will grow quite strongly. And therefore, at least for a while, uh, in the coming decades, uh, we consider that uh, this 90-day requirement for oil will continue to be very important for the entire energy security. Dr. Biro, the IEA's executive director, recently discussed the fact that power systems need to become more flexible and market designs adapted in order to avoid unintended impacts on electricity security. How vulnerable are our energy grids to extreme weather? 
Recently, in my home country, Japan, was hit by a very strong typhoon, and which caused uh, massive uh, troubles in the uh, electricity supply. So there are some uh, the outages in some uh, parts uh, near Tokyo, and they took long time to fix the trouble. And there's also the uh, wildfire happening in California. So, so I see that the extreme weather events are impacting the uh, the energy security, in particular, the 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 stability of the electricity supply systems and infrastructure. And we also seeing the kind of increasing temperature, uh, the affecting the operation of the power generation sources, for instance. So at the very height of the the heat wave, which attacked France, uh, the river temperature increased. So the one of the nuclear power plant had to shut down because uh, of the lack of uh, cooling uh, capacity. So all in all, we are seeing uh, kind of increasing impacts and effects uh, from the extreme weather events. So uh, I think that the resiliency against such uh, climate change and uh, increasing extreme uh, the weather events um, has to be discussed and uh, we, in order to get better prepared for such uh, the threats on the energy systems. Any transition involves change and disruption. So how do you see that the energy transition is impacting on investors and their ability to make investment decisions in these turbulent times? We are seeing that uh, the more and more investors are trying to incorporate the sustainability concerns in their investment uh, decisions. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the, we need investment uh, to ensure that the energy supply in all fields uh, will uh, continue to be ensured uh, toward the future. So as we presented in um, uh, recent uh, investment reports and also the World Energy Outlook, the necessity of uh, ramping up the investment is crucial. In particular, uh, low carbon generation sources like the uh, variable renewables, wind and solar, they all require the large amount of investment at the outset. And uh, the, those investors will need to recover the, uh, the, the money by the long term operations. So uh, we need a very good framework in order to ensure the uh, investor confidence in the, the energy infrastructures. Kaisuke, I have one last question. What is IEA doing to harness the new collective focus on climate emergency to progress the energy transition? So IEA has recently been working on what is called the Clean Energy Transition Program. And this is uh, the capacity building uh, training program for the uh, emerging economies, November countries. And so the basic goal is to support those non-member countries in the area of energy efficiency, uh, renewable deployments, and adoption of uh, various uh, low-carbon clean energy technologies. In terms of the analysis, the IEA released the World Energy Outlook uh, 2019 last November. And this includes the sustainable development scenario, which shows what actions are needed in order for the governments around the world to stay on track to achieve the sustainability goal, including the climate change mitigation, uh, air quality, and uh, energy access uh, for all people. So all in all, uh, we would li like to work with the uh, member governments and also the uh, major non-member uh, governments to accelerate 
is uh, the uh, transition process for cleaner and more sustainable energy systems. Thank you very much, Kaiske, for these valuable insights on energy security. And thank you very much for listening. That was Kaiske Sadamuri, Director Energy Markets and Security of the International Energy Agency. Thank you for listening to this DNVGL Talks Energy podcast. To hear more podcasts in the series, please visit DNVGL.